in Jesus name John chapter 8 verse number 31 I want to remind everyone that we will have family prayer tomorrow night at 7 p.m. here at the church family prayer is for everybody everyone should be here at family prayer I encourage you to be here if you've never been come experience what we all talk about people coming together just to pray we pray for one another pray for our families the Bible says that his house should be called a house of prayer family prayer tomorrow evening at 7 we will not be having evening service tonight we will have family prayer tomorrow night at 7 John chapter 8 verse number 31 reads then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if ye continue in my word key note there key word is continue if you continue in my word then are you my disciples somebody say indeed indeed you are a disciple if we continue in the word of God and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free but see what they picked up on was that word free because they answer him we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man how sayest thou you shall be made free Jesus answered them verily verily which means truly truly I say unto you whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. What's interesting here is that Jesus, I love the way Jesus answers questions. I want you to take notice here is that they compared their life, their freedom in being connected with Abraham. Abraham then respond, or excuse me, Jesus responds to them saying, if you commit sin, you're a servant to the sin. And then he goes on to say, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. What's interesting is, is that they claim to be the seed of Abraham. So I wonder if they remembered the story of Ishmael and Isaac because Ishmael was the son of the servant the son of the handmaid and he did not abide in the house forever but the promised child Isaac was the one that was able to stay in the household we know that Abraham had Isaac and Isaac had Jacob and that's where the promise heritage and seed flows through that bloodline 
So Jesus answers in a response, giving them an understanding that the servant doesn't abide in that house forever. But when he speaks of the son, he's speaking about himself. Because even though if you can put that scripture back on the screen, verse number 35. See, the words here on the screen, I believe in all capital, but if you read in your Bibles, it's not everything is lowercase except for the word son. So that's how we know that Jesus is speaking of himself. He said then in verse 36, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free. Somebody say indeed. <laughs> free indeed. I love the word indeed because by definition that word is used to emphasize a statement. We are emphasizing freedom here today. Free indeed. I want to preach on that subject here today, just being free indeed. Lord, we thank you for this day. Come on, someone pray with me right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, Lord, for freedom. We thank you, oh God. Lord, you're so worthy. You're so worthy. This is your people, oh God. This is your church. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Use me, Lord, for your glory. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Our drummer, Brother Ashton, I'm, I'm impressed. I don't know. I don't know how you was playing them drums or saying you can't see anything. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, brother. I'm impressed. Yeah, all right. You, I think you played better. We got to cover you up more often. Just put a black sheet all around the thing. Yeah. I'm teasing you, brother. You're great. We hid Brother Madrid back there. We've been trying to do that for the longest, praise God. No. I'm teasing him. I'm teasing him. <laughs> He'll get me later. We celebrate the Declaration of Independence for two reasons. It represents an official severing of ties between the original 13 colonies and the rule of Great Britain. But it also represents the core of our beliefs, the very makeup of our identity as citizens of the United States. I want to thank you, Brother Carson, for a wonderful presentation. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord for that presentation. I believe it's important why we are rejoicing just to clap our hands one more time for our freedom. I am thankful to the Lord for our freedom here in the United States. If you ever wonder why we here at Star City Church also celebrate when people repent. When someone decides I'm tired of my old ways, and it's time for a change. 
If you ever wonder why we celebrate when someone gets baptized, according to Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you ever wonder why we celebrate when someone is filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it is because it represents an official severing of ties from the world. It also represents our core beliefs and the very makeup of our identity in the kingdom of God. I sure hope I'm preaching in the right church this morning. For the Bible says in the book of John chapter 3 verse number 5, Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. The scripture says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It was on April the 13th for me and I believe it was also on April the 13th for Brother Carson. That is when we became free indeed. That is when Jesus came into my life and freed me from the grip of sin. I don't know what your date is, but I still remember the day when Jesus brought me out from the life of sin. Now the things I used to do, I do not do anymore. I don't know if you remember that moment, but I remember it like it was yesterday. But I still celebrate the day when Jesus brought me out. Hallelujah. So we can celebrate with fireworks and food later. But right now, I'm going to celebrate the day when Jesus freed me from a life of sin. You don't have to get excited. I'll get excited all by myself because I used to be a... Mm, can I testify in here I used to cuss and fuss I used to do di different things that I shouldn't have been doing but when Jesus came into my life I was going one way and God changed me hallelujah I want to help somebody here today you don't have to go down the same road you don't have to walk down the same way you don't have to live in the same lifestyle somebody needs to give their life somebody say to Jesus he will set you free indeed. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh -huh. See, there's still a few folks in here that still get excited about the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's still a few folks in here that get excited about going down in water, having your sins washed away. There's still a few folks. I may only have a few over here. I thank you so much because we still get excited about when the Lord cleansed our life. That's okay. If the baby wants to run, let her run. Because we need somebody to get excited about being set free in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got some of your attention. I'm going to keep preaching here because I'm going to take my time this morning. Uh-huh. I got some of you. But some of you sitting there saying, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I kind of remember that. See, we got to restore the joy of our salvation. Don't forget the reason why we're here. Don't forget the reason why you even have a mind to come to church. Don't ever forget that. If 
it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord, we wouldn't be here right now. We are no different than anybody else sitting on a street corner right now. But it's the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. I don't have a right to sit there and say, oh, that's good. That's good, preacher. That's good. Oh, no, but I've got to dance. I've got to worship. Why? Because Jesus has set me free. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But it's, 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 it's not because of anything that I have done. It's because of his mercy. It's his mercy that saves us and not we ourselves. The Bible says in Titus chapter 3, verse number 5, not by works of righteousness which we have done. You see that? Not by works of righteousness which we have done. You can't do enough stuff to save yourself. This may contradict the church down the road or on the other side of town, but I'm here to tell you what the Bible says. You can't do enough stuff right to save yourself. It's because of his mercy. But according to his mercy, he saved us. But I love the scripture. That's why we got to keep on reading. And here is how his mercy is extending by the washing of regeneration. See, regeneration defined according to Merriam-Webster means spiritual renewal or restoration of a body. By the washing of regeneration, somebody say there's baptism. He gives you and I the opportunity to be born again. That's his mercy. Which lines up with the very words that I said in John chapter 3, verse number 5. Jesus said, except you be born of water and of the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Titus 3, verse number 5, it, it continues on. It says the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Listen to what he says here. Which he shed. That word shed means to pour out. Remember that. It means to pour out. On us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. No wonder Peter said. The book of Acts. Chapter number 2 verse number 39. For the promise is unto you. And unto your children. And to all that are, are far off. As many as our Lord God. Shall call. It was the pouring out of. The Holy Ghost. The pouring out of the promise. Well what promise is he talking about? Well let's go back to Acts chapter 1. Verse number 4. For the scripture says. And being assembled together with them. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for somebody say the promise 
the scripture says to wait for the promise of the father which you have already heard me talk about and in verse number eight this is what i love in acts chapter number one verse number eight because jesus is giving them an explanation and understanding that you are to wait for the promise the promise is coming the promise is coming you got to go wait for it but that promise is to give you power that's the reason why I want you to go wait, but you can't go do what I need you to do without the power. <laughs> so in verse number eight, he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And when you receive this power, now you're able to be a witness. Oh boy. <laughs> See, that's why the infilling of God's spirit is so important because the things I used to do, I tried to stop doing, but I could not stop. But until I was endowed with power, that's when I was able to close my mouth when I wanted to talk. That's when I was able to turn away from things that I wanted to walk to. That's when I was able to get up out that bed when I knew I shouldn't have been laying in that bed. I wish I could talk to some real people in here. Instead of cussing somebody out, I held my peace because I heard somebody say, if I I just hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Victory shall be mine. So if you have trouble, if you have issues, we need power. And that's how we can become a witness. Because how can I tell somebody God can bring you out when I'm still dabbing in the same thing? How can I tell somebody that God can do it for you, but yet you see me in the same street corner? You see me in the same club? You see me doing the exact same thing? But no, that's what I used to do. But now God has brought me out. God has set me free. See, some of you saying... Yeah, that's good, preacher. That's good. Oh, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I would be doing the exact same thing. The exact same thing. If the Lord didn't bring me out. If you're thankful to be brought out, clap your hands unto the Lord. I've come to ask a question of someone. Does anyone here have witnessing power? Witnessing power. Witnessing power. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number eight, verse number one. Please be seated. It says... There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Mm -hmm. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell where? It dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, 
You're none of his. You see how important the spirit of Christ is? He said, because if you don't have it, you're none of his. You see how this lines up with what Jesus said? That in order to enter into the kingdom, you must be born again of water and of the spirit. You see that? You see how everything lines up and how Titus chapter 3 verse number 5 lines up with all of saying that it's by his mercy that he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. In order for something to be renewed, Brother Carson, you must first have it. I can't renew a vehicle without having it first. That means when I'm filled with his power, it is constantly being renewed. Mm -hmm. It's constantly being renewed over and over and over again. No wonder Jesus said, give me this day my daily bread. Why? Because every day I need to be renewed by his power. I need to be renewed by his spirit. I can't live off yesterday's manna. I can't live off yesterday's Holy Ghost. But today, Lord, speak to my heart. Today, Lord, minister to my soul. Today, Lord, let me feel your power. I'm telling you, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to still have a praise. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. Speak to my heart. When I wake up on Tuesday, I'm going to still have a praise. And say, thank you, Lord. Speak to me. Because my salvation or my walk with God does not begin and end on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, uh -uh. I just don't have a Sunday relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I understand that some people just need help having a Sunday relationship with Jesus. But I'm telling you, we need an everyday relationship with Jesus Christ. Every single day. That's why I put up uh, Romans 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And when you're in Christ, you don't walk after the flesh. But you're after the spirit. That's why your relationship cannot start and end on Sunday just in the spirit. And then you're back in the flesh on Monday. Because that's why we suffer and deal with condemnation on Tuesday. And then by the time Sunday comes back around, we're so condemned, we feel like we can't even lift our hands. Let me tell you, your trouble did not start Sunday morning when you woke up. Your trouble started on Monday when you woke up. Because somebody didn't wake up with Jesus on Monday. But I'm telling you, if you wake up with Jesus on Monday, if you wake up with Jesus all throughout the week, when you come to church on Sunday, you won't have condemnation. But you'll be able to rise to your feet, lift your hand toward heaven, and tell the Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> we need the spirit of Christ. The scripture says that 
The scripture says the spirit of God that dwells in you. It is that spirit, that Holy Spirit known as the Holy Ghost. Peter said it on the day of Pentecost. This is that. That's why he said in Acts 2 16 it says but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon somebody say all upon all flesh it's that spirit that makes me free it's that spirit that is still poured out today that breaks the bondage of sin it's that spirit you cannot possess what you are unwilling to pursue He that comes to God must believe that he is. He must believe. But the reward comes in the pursuing. The reward comes in the pursuing. You cannot possess something you are unwilling to pursue. I don't know what you stand in need of here today, but you must have a mindset to pursue it you have to go after it if we want freedom indeed we must pursue that freedom indeed I, I feel something very strong forgive me sound and media team but we're going to go a different direction I want you to give me second kings I want you to go to second kings and I want you to go to chapter number 13 Second, can I preach to somebody in here today? I want you to go to Second Kings, uh, chapter, I believe I said 13. Let me make sure this is right. Yes, yes. Dealing with Jehoaz and Jeroboam. Somebody say free indeed. Uh, let's, let's go to verse number uh, 2. Chapter 13, verse number 2. The scripture says, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord and followed the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of Haziel, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Haziel, all their days. And Jehoahaz besought the Lord, and the Lord hearkened unto him. For he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. And the Lord gave Israel, somebody say, a savior so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians. And the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before time. Nevertheless, they departed not from the sins of the house of Jeroboam who made Israel sin, but walked therein and there remained the grove. 
also in Samaria. I've talked on this subject on the grove before, and I feel led to speak on it right now. Grove comes from a word that means Ashtaroth, which means images of goddesses. If you study the word Ashtaroth in many different areas in the scripture, it will also give you a definition that means a place of nonsense. So I want us to hear this here because the scripture lets us know that the people cried out, the Lord gave them a savior to deliver them out of their bondage, but they never removed themselves from the place where they were bound. The scripture says that they remain in their same tense as before time. Let me give you understanding here that when they went back to their house, they were still doing the same things they once done before. Mm -hmm. And they did not remove from the groves. They stayed in their own nonsense. So I've come to ask someone a question when we talk about the subject of being free indeed. We speak about freedom and how we want to be set free. But are we wanting to be set free from our bondage because we don't want to be afflicted? Or do we really want to be free indeed? See, there's one thing to understand here is that many times, many of us, because of the affliction that we are in, we cry out to the Lord saying, Lord, bring me out of this situation. Well, I'm going to talk to somebody in here. Bring me out of this situation. And the Lord says, all right, I'll send you a savior. And then when the Lord allows the chains to fall, the mountain remove, what are we going to do to allow ourselves to be made free? Because just because the chains fall, that doesn't mean you are delivered. I wish I could talk to somebody in here. I'm telling you, just because the chains fall off, that doesn't mean you're delivered. Because if the chains fall, but yet you still stay in the same place, are you still delivered? Or are you even delivered at all? No, uh uh-uh. See, deliverance comes when you, somebody shout move. See, deliverance comes when you move. Deliverance comes when the chains fall and you decide to move from where you are. See, deliverance comes when the mountains move and you decide to say, I'm not staying in this valley no more. I'm not staying the same way no more, but I'm about to move. I've got to go in a different direction. God has allowed the chains to fall off, but I'm staying in my nonsense. I want to talk to you because from the youngest child to the eldest in here needs to hear what I'm preaching. Come on, be seated. Let me talk to you for a little bit. Hallelujah. Lord, bring me out. Lord, save me. Lord, remove these chains. God, get rid of this mountain. Lord, get rid of the problem. Why are you asking God to get rid of the problem? Maybe he has that problem there for a reason. Because the Lord, oh, you're preaching my message, Brother Brian. Help me. Come on now. Come on now. Help me here. But see, you see, God wants you to change. I'll I, I prove it to you. See, 
I love using scripture that other people try to use against me. The scripture says that when uh, 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 the, 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 uh, the, the Pharisees and scribes brought this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. That's, that's what they did. The Bible says they were doing it to tempt him. I wish I had the time to talk to you. I want you to go home and study Deuteronomy 22. All right, Deuteronomy 22, if you can remember that. Deuteronomy 22, 22 verse number 22. Matter of fact, just put it on the screen if, if, if you can. Deuteronomy 22, verse number 22. What's interesting is, is that they brought this woman to Jesus trying to say, hey, the law of Moses says we should stone her. That's what the law says. They, they even messed up the law. Look what the law says. If any man be found lying with the woman, married to a husband, that's what was going on. She was married to another man, and here she is lying in, in, a, in, a, in a, yeah, y'all get what I'm saying. I was trying to say that the best way I could, and it just wouldn't come out. If a man be found lying with a woman married to a man, then they, they shall both of them die. That's what the law says. But they only brought the woman. They never brought the man. Both of them should have died. Why? So they should put away evil from Israel. They should have brought both of them because that's what the law says. See, that's what makes me think ERV, Eddie Robinson version, this is not Bible. That's what makes me think this was a setup. I think it was a setup. I think they knew that this woman was cheating on her husband with this other man. Word got around. Because people don't talk. They try to keep it silent. I'm, I'm preaching to the wrong church. Sorry about that. They try to keep that quiet. Word got around. The Pharisees said, okay, we'll make you a deal. Have that woman come to your house on this day at this time. Because I know Jesus is going to be in the temple at this day at this time. We're going to find a way to accuse Jesus Christ. So they made a deal with the man. And that's why the man was able to stay. ERV. They bring him. They bring her. Jesus said, uh, he who's without sin, let him cast the first stone. If you've never made a mistake then, then won't you just, go ahead, you can stone her. If you want to kill her, go ahead. But only if you haven't sinned before. What I love about that is, is that the only person that could have threw a stone was the one that didn't even have a stone in his hand. <laughs> Jesus didn't even have a stone in his hand. And so we know the story. They leave out one by one, elders to the youngest, and Jesus said, where's your accusers? They're gone, master. He says, well, neither do I accuse you. Forgiveness, love. See, Jesus loves. He loves all people. He cares. His compassion faileth not. But see, most people stop there because Jesus loves us so much that he wants us to change. He doesn't say, oh, I love you. It's okay. Go right back to your same lifestyle. You will never see that in the Bible. That same story, Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. Because Jesus wants you to change. That's what he wants. So when affliction comes upon you, that more than likely we put ourselves in. When God sends a savior, when he sends deliverance, now we've got to remove ourselves from the groves, from the nonsense. Why are we going back to the nonsense? 
Why go back to the situations, to the very thing that God is saying, I'm bringing you out of that. We've cried unto the Lord, help me. But the Bible says they remained in the grove. They went back to their tents as before time. Why? Because they were never delivered here. See, God can break the chains physically. He can remove the mountain physically, but we have to be brought out here. And see, once we're brought out here, that's when we can move from the place where we are into a different direction. Am I helping somebody in here? I sure hope somebody spiritual is staying with me right now because I, I, I need you to start praying because I need to help somebody understand you came here today for whatever reason, but I'm telling you, you're going to be free indeed. But the only way that you can be set free is if you're free in your mind. Your mind has to be set free. You got to have a determination, a made up mind that says, I'm not going back to my old ways but I'm walking out from my old ways when I leave out of here I'm not leaving out of here bound by drugs alcohol sexual addiction lying cheating and cussing but I'm coming out of that way God is breaking every chain God is destroying every yoke but I've come to walk out and I'm gonna be free free indeed but my indeed freedom comes in a state of mind I've got to have a mindset to be free by the Lord. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord right now just for a moment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it, Lord. Move upon every heart, every mind right now. Speak to our heart right now, Jesus. Help us, oh God, to be free. Help us, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, to be set free. Help us, oh God, right now. Move upon us right now. That's it, that's it. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Listen to me now. My freedom. began on April the 13th. That which is flesh is flesh. I'm talking about the spirit. Because this place is not my home. It's not our home. You hear me, church? It was on that day when I told the Lord I'm living for you. And I had a made up mind right then. I'm not going back. I, I, I want you to hear me and hear me well. Because it's through my persuasion that has helped me to stay in Christ. I, I want you to hear me. Because I've made some mistakes along the way. And when I first started out, I made a good amount of mistakes stumbling. But I'll get up. I'll say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me to change. 
because I don't want to do that anymore. Help me, Jesus. I can't, I can't do that anymore. So I've got to change. And when the Lord began to work on me and help me, then I say, all right, I'm not going back to that nonsense. I got to keep moving. And as I keep moving, brother, I, I stumble again. But in the I get up. Lord, forgive me. I don't want to do that anymore. Help me to change. And the Lord will work on me again. And then, Brother Caden, I keep on moving. Why? Because I had a made up mind. I can't go back that way. I know what that lifestyle is like. I know what that way is like. And now that I've become a man, I've put away some of those childish things. And now that I'm a father, and now that I have children, when I stumble, I've got to say, Lord, forgive me. I got to be a better dad. I got to be a good husband. I got to be a good father. Work on me, God. And then I just keep on moving. I keep on moving because I got some little ones and I got a wife that says, come on, follow me as I follow Christ. Come on, we come into the house of the Lord. Come on, we come in the worship of the Lord. Why? Because I've got a made up mind. I'm determined. And it's because of my persuasion of Jesus Christ. That's why I stand here today with my head lifted up. <laughs> Not because of my goodness, but because of the goodness of the Lord. Not because of anything that I've done. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. So I want to tell somebody here today, don't leave out of here without the spirit of Christ in you. I'm telling you because today can be a day for you to be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. It can be your April 13th. July the 4th can be an independence of spirit. July the 4th can be a day where you can be set free in your spirit. Don't leave here out of here today without being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Why? Because today can be a day of independence in your spirit. I'm telling you I thank God for my natural freedom but I'm praising him for my spiritual freedom because I want to go into the kingdom of heaven and I need to be born again of water and of spirit let's stand to our feet right now as you stand clap your hands unto the Lord let's just magnify him just for a moment Woo, hallelujah ha. come on clap your hands unto the Lord and magnify him just for a moment 